Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. teaching of Jesus as uh, we read it in Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount, Colin, and we're looking at the moment in chapter 5, and we looked yesterday at the case of murder and adultery. Today we're going to be looking at divorce, and you made the point very much that Jesus believed in hell, separation from God, and here in all these um, illustrations he's giving, he's really emphasizing the importance of attitudes of the heart. And how the standards that God requires of those who are Christians, of those who are part of the New Covenant, are even higher than the standards that were required of those who were part of the Old Covenant, who followed the teaching of the Old Testament. So in verse 31, Jesus says, It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you, that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress, and anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Now, what a word this is to be spoken into our modern-day society. I can remember when I was first ordained that if a minister or pastor got divorced, that was the end of his ministry. It was totally unthinkable that a divorced person would continue in ministry because it was considered that his marital life was such a bad example to the body of Christ. These days, uh, it's almost it's almost ignored if somebody is divorced and remarried. I, I've been told that the divorce rate among Christians in in the United States is even higher than it is in, in the world. And I mean, that's just a terrible, terrible statistic. And I think what has happened is a, a lot of people think that they're their own oracle. And it's very easy to pray and to think that you're hearing God tell you, yes, it's all right to divorce your wife, or yes, it's all right to remarry this person, because that's what you want to hear. But you know, people can listen to spirits of deception as well as to the Holy Spirit. And how can you tell the difference? Well, a spirit of deception will tell you to do something that is inconsistent with the Word of God, whereas the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and Jesus says the spirit of truth will remind you of everything that I have said. So we know from Scripture that God hates divorce. Now, I'm not seeking to put anybody into any condemnation if they have been divorced. But we do need to take seriously what Jesus says here. Uh, there is what is called the escape clause here in Matthew that doesn't exist in the other Gospels where uh, it's recorded that the one instance where divorce might uh, be possible is if there is marital unfaithfulness, uh, sexual unfaithfulness in, in, the, um, in the marriage. That's because, you see, the basis of Christian marriage is that uh, a man or a woman leaves their parents and the two become one flesh. In the eyes of God, 
when two people have sexual intercourse, they become one. That's why premarital sex is out for Christians. It should be unthinkable. And it's a very important part of the witness of young believers today to say that they will not indulge in sexual relationships before their marriage. Um, the sad thing is, you see, that by the time people get married, many people have had a series of sexual relationships. That means they have been made of one flesh with a series of people. And there has to be some kind of severing of the influence and uh, effect of those relationships on a person before he or she gets married if they're to be able to really enjoy the sexual side of their marriage in the way that God intends. There's nothing sordid about sex within the proper context of a married relationship. But you see, uh, if a person has that sexual relationship outside of his marriage, he has, in one sense, technically killed his marriage. Now, praise God, forgiveness is always possible. And that's always the best thing, that there would be repentance on the, person, uh, on the part of the one who has sinned, that there should be reconciliation, and that the marriage will be able to go on and to withstand that onslaught. But on, on the other hand, um, it is like resurrecting something that has died. And uh, that's often a major obstacle to overcome. So you can see why Jesus is so strong on this subject. Now, I know that people that have been through divorce, and especially because under the law of this country and many other countries now, you can be divorced against your will simply by being separated for a period of time. Um, that uh, th This is a, a grievous uh, and very, very difficult subject for a lot of people. And there is no doubt that God does forgive and God does restore people. But it's clear also from this word that God's best purposes are that there should be the reconciliation in the marriage, therefore not to get divorced and remarried. That's the best thing, reconciliation all the time. We live in such a society where people are so selfish that they want to move on to a new relationship, even a new married relationship, and they don't want reconciliation. They want the new woman or the new man that has come into their life. That is never, is never the best will of God, but it happens. And for the partner who is, is left behind, uh, this is often a very, very difficult uh, situation to have to contend with. And pastorally, of course, I've had to be involved with people often in these marital matters. Jesus seems to be differentiating between divorce and remarriage. Divorce is one thing, but remarriage is an entirely different thing. Well, you see, when you remarry, you are saying there is absolutely no, um, uh, no possibility of reconciliation. There's no possibility of the two that God has been made one of coming back together in unity. 
that's why I think Jesus is so strong. It raises the question, well, what do we do pastorally with people who have been divorced and have been remarried? And I believe that within the body of Christ, obviously, we have to accept them. Even if they have sinned, they have been they can be forgiven and they can be restored by God spiritually. And of course, I've known that to happen to many couples. Uh, I don't think we should judge people because I don't think any one of us have, have succeeded in fulfilling God's best will and purpose for our lives. We have all sinned in various ways, even if not as grievously uh, as adultery or divorce or murder. But um, God is the, the restorer. He is the reconciler. And so we can be reconciled to him and restored in our relationship with him. Uh, under the old law, when there was uh, sexual impropriety outside the marriage, then under the law, the adulterers were to be stoned to death. We have the incident in the ministry of Jesus of the woman who was caught in the act of adultery being brought before him by those that were about to stone her. And Jesus said to her that he did not condemn her and told her to go and sin no more. So you see there again, you see how Jesus is wanting to forgive, to be merciful, and to bring the gospel of reconciliation into that woman's life. So uh, the important thing is that we do not judge. The others that were bringing that woman before Jesus were judging her. And Jesus said, let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. And one by one they all went away and left just Jesus, the one who was without sin, uh, with the woman. Uh, and yet Jesus, of course, would have had every right under the law to stone her, but he didn't. He forgave her instead. So I think we should never be in judgment of people that often have gone through a whole lot of trauma and turmoil in these marital um, uh, situations. But we should always be understanding, always seeking to reconcile where that is possible, always being merciful, always being accepting of the people, even if we don't always agree with what they have done. And if the marriage really is dead, then it would seem that there is a case to be made where people can remarry. I mean, if somebody else has gone off, married somebody else, is having a family, uh, there's, you know, the first marriage is dead. And you could say that under the law, if the marriage is dead, then you know there is a case to be made for remarriage. So Christians would look at that aspect of remarriage differently. Some would say it should never happen. Some could say under certain circumstances it can happen. Uh, and in Kingdom Faith, we, we have taken the latter course on certain occasions. I think it's always a question of seeing what the circumstances are and really seeking to know the heart and mind of God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 